is back in session. Philly's football station is Sports Radio 94 WIP. Spike Eskin here with you on a uh, August day. Day in the middle of August, and somehow we're talking about a giant Sixers move. Now, the move they made was for a man named Andrew Bynum. And though we're very, very excited, if you read a lot of Lakers blogs, uh, some of those Lakers blogs are saying good riddance. We have a uh, a guy on the phone that, that will tell us whether that's a good thing that we got him or not. Roland La- Lazenby? Am I saying your last name correctly? Uh, Lazenby. Spike. Lazenby. Um, I'm great, man. How are you? Uh, not bad. Uh, Jack Kent Cook told me once years ago that I didn't know how to pronounce my own name. <laughs> so, uh, don't feel bad about calling it Lazenby. It's not the only time that pronunciation's been used. Uh, Roland has written a bunch of books about the Lakers, one of them being uh, Jerry West, A Life and Legend of a Basketball Icon, The Show, another uh, book about the Lakers, and um, working on a, a biography about Michael Jordan right now. Um, what's the, is there a specific angle to that, or uh, just a, you know, a life and times of? A uh, life and times of a comprehensive telling of his life story. Um, I've written a thousand pages. I have about another 100 pages to go. Then uh, Little Brown is my publisher. I'm sure we'll work to trim it back to about seven or 800 pages. But Michael Jordan is the mushroom cloud in terms of basketball. So there's there's much to talk about there. It goes back um, into the 1890s and really begins with the life of his great grandfather. It's a, it's a fascinating story. Wow, sounds like you'll need a couple. Would you said eighteen? Would you said eighteen nineties? My first thought was like, oh, he doesn't mean eighteen nineties, and then you're like, oh no, he he does mean eighteen nineties. Wow, how about that? Um, you know, and I think that, and obviously we want to talk about Andrew Bynum, but that that the fun. It's funny. Jim Beheim said something today about uh, comparing LeBron James to Michael Jordan, and the thing I was trying to break down in my mind what the difference was, and that the most interesting thing to me about Michael Jordan is not his skills, which were great, but just mentally who he was, and how I've never seen anybody that focused and scarily determined to win before, and you kind of wonder where that comes from. Um, well, it. It comes from a long line of things, but you're exactly right. And I'll tell you, LeBron James has had a wonderful year. He's earned every minute of this year that he's had. I was talking with um, with a variety of people about Kobe Bryant, who also is one of these guys that jumps in that Jordan conversation. And Kobe Bryant, you know, I did a book on Kobe back when he was a kid. And Kobe is a great, great player. But the conversation goes like this. As great as Kobe Bryant is, and he's a great, great, great player, he's no Michael Jordan. And the same goes for LeBron James. That's fine. There is only one. Uh, as Michael told me, timing is everything. And Michael came along at, at that moment. And it, it is not just a story of this this. This guy who is such a mental monster, uh, but it is the story of that moment that is, that is big, not just for basketball, but for worldwide culture as well. 
So, uh, talking to Roland Lazenby, and I follow Roland on Twitter. Uh, it's at Lazenby. And when I thought Lakers, you were the first thing that came to mind because a lot of times it's just like this, um, you know, as Twitter can be, just this free-flowing thought process that you go through on the Lakers. Um, and Andrew Bynum is a guy who um, we here know what he's good at, but those two concerns being his knees and mentally um, who he is. How big of a concern should each of those things be, in your opinion? Well, I think the, the knees are uh, a legitimate concern. I think that uh, after last season, there are they are less of a concern. But I think they, they are a concern. They always have been since he began having the troubles, and they will be. But knees are a concern in basketball. Uh, and so I think that's legitimate. As far as where he is mentally, I think some of that uh, dates back, um, and part of my background with the Lakers is that when I was uh, covering and writing about the Bulls, I became very close with Tex Winter, Phil Jackson's longtime assistant coach, the man who sort of advanced the triangle offense agenda. And Tex was always worried that Jim Buss, who was on the rise as Jerry Buss's son and running the Lakers, was too much favoring Andrew Bynum. Andrew sort of became a Jim Buss pawn, and and this concerned all of the Lakers coaches, and, and Andrew sort of became this figure in the game between Phil Jackson and Jim Buss, who had their conflicts. But I, And so some of Andrew's um, mental issues or mental questions, I won't even call them issues, they date back to being that pawn, sort of caught between Phil's mind games and, and Jim Buss, who, who really was a champion for Andrew. And some of it has to do with his youth. He came into basketball at a very young age. But the short answer, having said all of that, is that I think Andrew, he had some strange moments with the Lakers last year, no question. But I think that he's really maturing. I think that Doug Collins is... is I, I, I may be wrong, but I think Doug's going to be really good for Andrew Bynum. I think Philadelphia is going to be really good for Andrew Bynum. And I think Andrew Bynum is going to be really good for Philadelphia. It's funny seeing him today, um, you know, hearing what you hear about him. And, you know, there were those weird moments last year with the three-pointer and with the, you know, with not participating in the huddles. You saw him today, and he just looked like the happiest, most relaxed guy I've ever seen. He is, and he is an intelligent man, an intelligent young man. And I'm not talking about, you know, we have basketball bright, and then we have bright. Andrew Bynum is bright. And he, he as far as basketball bright, he is learning and, and already knows a great deal of the game. But he's a very smart guy, and he is going to prosper in Philadelphia. And I think he will connect and enjoy uh, Doug Collins and his teammates there. Um, Drew Holiday will be. Uh, I think that combination will. Will I think it's going to be special. I really do. Uh, it's funny that Drew Holiday, the guy from L.A., uh, being back here in Philly, and then Andrew Bynum coming from L.A., but being from New Jersey, it's funny that they, the world is funny sometimes. How how everything can come to to one point like that. Um, you mentioned Doug Collins. He, he's um, he seems to either go one way or the other with players. Either they get along with him and he, you know, he's 
hard, more persistent than he is hard on his players. You think Bynum will will react well to something like that? I think that um, the long term is the issue there. I think in the short term, i.e., the next season or so, it should be a good thing. And I, I think obviously Doug cares deeply. And I think that he will extend every effort with Andrew Bynum. I think some of the issues that Doug has had related to caring too much, to grinding too hard, uh, he still has those issues. I think they are they are not nearly as bad as they were when he was a younger coach. I think I think Doug uh, has some handle on that. I don't think it matters with Andrew. I think I believe that will work. I could be wrong, but I think that that Doug will be a good coach for Andrew. He cares a lot. Talking to Roll. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't mean that. Yeah, he certainly cares a lot. That, that no one will ever accuse Doug Collins of not caring. Uh, talking to Roland Lazenby about Andrew Bynum. Uh, now, this will be Bynum's first experience in the NBA being the best player on the team, being the number one scoring option on the team, and being the guy that um, the fans and the organization looks to as kind of being the face. You know, he'll go from the the third option there to number one. Um, is that something that you think he thrives in, a position that you think he'll thrive in? I think he wants it badly. I think he'll have his moment. I think he'll grow into it. It's not going to be perfect. It never is. But I do think he will grow into it. He he desires that. I think, uh, you know, sometimes, um, uh, and I think and Andrew had uh, tremendous appreciation for Phil Jackson. Phil is a very different guy. Sometimes can be a little detached. I, I, I perceive, and again, I could be wrong, but I think Doug's uh, emotion, e- even though Doug does have um, his own there, I think that emotion will be something that's important to Andrew Bynum. And I think this opportunity to be the man uh, is important to Andrew Bynum. I do want to say that everybody's talking about, oh, Dwight Howard's going to the to be the great center in Los Angeles, which is the place of centers. Well, Philadelphia is a town that knows a lot about great centers and uh, has had um, its share uh, in the basketball universe. And I think it is just as significant that Andrew Bynum is coming to Philadelphia as a, a, a center who is one of the very best of his time. Yeah, I mean, it's a history of great centers, but there hasn't been one in a very long time, my friend. It's, it was good, you know, to see. It was almost surreal to see Andrew Bynum sitting up there in a Sixers shirt at a Sixers press conference because aside from our, you know, uh, very short time with Dikembe Mutombo, it's, it's been since Moses Malone that we had, a, you know, an all-star caliber center in Philadelphia. It's, it's been quite a while. It has, but prior to Moses. With Wilt and with the Warriors, and uh, you know, it is uh, it is a great, great thing for the Philadelphia 76ers. It is a great thing for this league. It is a great thing for basketball. I, I believe that Andrew Bynum has come to Philadelphia. It's a, to me, it's exciting. That's exciting to us too. Um, I appreciate your insight, Roland Lazenby. Um, I think that what's the best site for somebody to go uh, to find your work? Just Google you, or um... yeah, you can do that. Just you can go to Twitter. Uh, you know, I uh, 
I really enjoy talking to fans. Uh, there are a lot of people who love basketball or uh, who follow me on Twitter, and I follow people back a lot. Uh, I enjoy those conversations. So at Lazenby on Twitter is a great way to begin. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, and I hope you're right, man. I hope you. I, I can tell you, we we want you to be right. Um, I hope Andrew Bynum does find a lot of success here because we could use it. Thank you for having me on, Spike. I, I really do believe that's going to happen. I'm excited about it. Thanks very much, Roland. Take care. Thanks, man. Uh, a really great writer, and he's right. He's there are some people who uh, who on Twitter just talk, and there are other who thrive on conversation. And Roland Lazenby definitely thrives on the conversation. So if you like hoops, uh, he's a good place to start. Um, all right, what do you think about what he said? What do you think? What did you think about the press conference? And uh, and who starts for this team? We, we can start getting into that. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four pound ninety four ninety four on your AT and T cell, Derek and Bill are next, and then you. I'm Spike Eskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is 11.15. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Training camp has come to an end, but the preparation for war is only beginning. As the Eagles flex their muscle on the grandest stage of them all, Monday Night Football. This one, the original Sports Radio 94. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just witnessed history. WIP. Thanks to Roland Lazenby for coming on the phone, for coming on the show, rather. Sorry for calling him Lazenby, but... I do think he pronounces his name incorrectly. I'm Spike Eskin. Uh, Xfinity voice line is 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T cell. Uh, it's a little unfortunate that I'm working until 2 tonight because tomorrow is world's largest bubble bath, and that starts at, like, what, 5 and 5.30 in the morning they'll start? Live broadcast tomorrow morning, Steven Singer Jewelers, other corner of 8th and Walnut, five people who show up. There at 8th and Walnut tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. We'll go into the bubbles fully clothed so you don't have to wear a bikini. One will ride away on a brand new Harley from Barb's Harley Davidson. That happens at the world's largest bubble bath. TV screens outside of Steven Singer Jewelers so you can see the girls inside in the bubble bath. You can watch the whole thing. Free hot dogs, popcorn, cotton candy, soda at the bubble bath courtesy of the uh, gourmet vendor. Visit them online at gothotdogs.com. And you can watch the whole bubble bath online if you uh, if you can't get down there. You should get down there, but if you can't, I hate stevensinger.com. Hot dogs, popcorn, cotton candy, girls in bikinis, free motorcycles, jewelry. Man, that's a party. Angelo and Steven Singer know how to throw a party. Bill on the cell, you're on 94 WIP. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, I, think I will call you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little Daniel Bryan in your Sixers call. Oh, Bill, is this my man, yes, Bill? That yes, I, it is. Uh, what's yes, up, dude? <laughs> I told you I was going to call you tonight, man. You know, first of all, that, that press conference today, we talked about it. That thing was just unreal. I still get the goosebumps just looking at the replays of it. You know, it's, it's just exciting to see, like, you know, 
you know, Andrew Biden, you know, he looked happy to be here. Even Jason Richardson, he's going to bring a lot to our team, man. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about their starting lineup. Well, Richardson you know? was, like, giddy afterwards. And I was, it was funny. There, after the press conference, there were these small little groups where you could go over and talk to them. And everybody was over at Bynum, and I felt like I couldn't get close enough. So I just went over. There were three people around Jason Richardson. So I was listening to him talk. And he just seemed legitimately excited that people were that happy not just to see him because obviously everybody was happy to see Bynum but we're happy to see them as players you know what I mean like it was uh, as we were talking about you know Sixers tickets you couldn't give away two years ago and now there's a thousand people in the middle of August at noon at the Constitution Center welcoming uh, new players so it's a different kind of thing all right starting lineup what do you got uh I, I, like you know, I'm pretty set to back, but I think it's going to be Jason Richardson and and um and Drew Holiday. Um, that, those are those are my guards in the back. Um, of course, Bynum is going to be the starting center, and I think you know Evan Turner is going to get a chance to play a lot of point forward in that offense. But that number four position has really got me because I, I I still think Lavoy Allen should, you know is going to battle Spencer Hawes out for this, but I I don't know. I mean, it could be Spencer Hawes at the four. You know, I want to hear what you think about that, you know? Um, well, so here's the weird thing, right? I, I think that Hawes starts at the four. I would, ra- I want to see Lavoy Allen and Thaddeus Young get a ton of minutes at the four. Um, but I think Spencer Hawes, just because of Doug's comfort level and because Hawes' game kind of works with Bynum, I don't mind Hawes on offense playing four. It's Hawes on defense, like chasing around power forwards is what's a nightmare to me. Um, as far as the two and three spot, I don't really even think of them as small forward and shooting guard. I just think of somebody's got to shoot, somebody's got to be able to shoot, and somebody's got to have size and, and athleticism to be able to defend the three. The problem with having Richardson and Turner is that I just, there are so many small forwards in this league that are 6'9 and strong that I just, unless Evan Turner puts on a lot of strength, puts on a lot, a lot of weight and, 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 you know, and, and has worked out a ton in this offseason, I don't know about him guarding small forwards all the time, and I really don't think Jason Richardson can, so I think if they're intent on starting Turner, which I think they are, I would probably start Turner and Darrell Wright, because that way you still get the shooting that you would get out of Richardson uh, and Wright, you know, and Darrell Wright's a really good spot-up shooter, and um, and you can still start Turner, and, and you have the size to defend, you know, a guy like uh, Gerald Wallace, you know, like some of those small forwards that are just so big. I don't like know. LeBron James or Carmelo Anthony. That's what I had in mind. You know, him, yeah. Guys. Well, I mean, forget about LeBron because nobody can guard LeBron. But even like Carmelo, yeah. I, I, you know, Evan Turner can. I'm sure he'll try, and he's he's going to be a good defender. But Carmelo Anthony's a load, man. He's a big dude, and I just I don't know about um, Evan Turner defending him all the time. So, so if you want to, I feel like they have to start Turner just because of mentally he's got to start. But I think if you start Turner, then I think you end up starting Darrell Wright. That's that's the way I'm thinking. No, that sounds that sounds good. I'm just excited for this basketball season. It's, Get it's, it going, it's, man. It, it, it's unbelievable, man. It's August. You know, this is the time of year we should be talking still about, you know, the Phillies and, you know, the Eagles, you know, preseason coming up. And, and the 76 is irrelevant again. This is something that I always, always wanted to see. And it's, you know, it's, it's just something that's like unbelievable right now. It's fun. Thanks for the call, man. Good to see you today.
Hey, good to see you too, man. Daniel Bryan's not winning Sunday. <laughs> Daniel Bryan should be Kane. Come on, man. He should be in that in that three way. He should be a fatal four way. All right, later, later, later. Later. But, later. All right, see you, man. Um, you know, and uh, I, I that that's the thing about. I think Turner would be great to be like the first guy off the bench, especially because they the Sixers don't really have a that great a a ball handler coming off the bench. Forget about point guard, or whatever. But um, but I just don't think it's gonna happen. Derek, is this Derek of uh, Liberty Ballers and DraftExpress.com? This is the same Derek. Yes. Hey, hey, Derek Bodner. What's up, man? How are you? Not much. I'm, I'm great. How could I not be great? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, just out of nowhere, just a an explosion of a superstar on the Sixers. They said it couldn't be done, and look at this. Yeah, because you heard it earlier in the day, and you said, yeah, yeah, they're kicking the tires on buying them. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's like they're kicking the tires on on Howard earlier in the year. When it act, something actually came of it, I was I was stunned. I couldn't react for like four hours. Yeah, that day, the day that it, um, the day before it happened, when the uh, the Woj rumor came, and you know, and then we had it early in the day. But then, as the night went on, when I went to bed at eleven o'clock, it was gonna happen. Yeah, it was a done deal. And it was it was those three hours. It was actually during the Phillies game that night. It was three. It was you know six or seven o'clock until ten, and I went to bed thinking, "Oh my God, this is this is really going to happen." I can't believe they're going to get Andrew Bynum. I can't yeah, believe I, it. I, I can't give you know Adam Aaron and Josh Harris and, and uh, Doug Collins enough credit because we they sat there at the end of the year and, and shame on me for not believing them. They sat there and they said, "You know, we got we got as much as we could get out of this talent level," and. I just didn't expect them to go from a a one game. I, I thought they were going to buy into the one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals, the playoff atmosphere, all that stuff. I didn't. I never expected this. If you have written up the off season, the perfect off season, you know the one you just kind of like throw out there and say like like here's one to generate excitement, but it's never going to happen. This is about as close as you could have gotten to that off season. Yeah, to get a bunch of short contract shooters, younger guys, and it you you cannot underestimate how much younger they did get. I mean, this is this went from the youngest team in the NBA to a they're a really really young team now in getting rid of Iguodala and getting rid of Brand and replacing them with you know with Wright who's still young and Bynum who's 24 and Nick Young who's younger than Iguodala. Nick Young's what 27 years old. I mean that. And adding Moultrie, and it's just it's it's unbelievable. And it yeah, I mean, go ahead. It's one thing it's one thing to add more youth when you're adding you know Mo Harkless and Arnett Moultrie, but when you're when you're adding Andrew Bynum at 24 years old, that's, yeah. it's a it's a different going young. Yeah, and it's you know I think more than ever. Now that the teams don't need media anymore, they really just, they, they don't need us. You know, they don't need us to get their message out. They can get their message out themselves. Please, you, please, you, you, please, re- please. You, you really have to just kind of take what they say, always what they say with a grain of salt, because they don't really need to tell us the truth anymore. You know, Ruben Amaro doesn't tell us the truth. The Eagles don't tell Nobody tells us the truth anymore. So when the, when the Sixers say, you know, um, you never know what to believe. You kind of just have to wait and see what happens, and kind of judge them on on what they on what they execute. And I, I was especially happening when it happened in August, when trades don't happen, and Collins is away, and they haven't hired Tom Penn. It was just, it's crazy, man. And uh, it's hard it's hard to think that he won't be good here. Yeah, no, and especially with the, the talent they added around him. I mean, earlier in the season. 
And they're adding Wright and Young. And it's like, that's all great, but none of the pieces fit right now. And you can't believe that they went in thinking that this was going to happen because that you don't make those kinds of moves unless something's close to finalized. And for it to all come together like that, it's, it's very, it's, it's amazing. It was fun to watch. Uh, if you could tell me one thing that you want Andrew Bynum to improve on for this Sixer season, what would that one thing be? Recognizing the double team. Yeah. Um, right now they, they have a team built around players who can take advantage of the attention Bynum received. But if he doesn't recognize that quick enough and make the right reads, and that, that's, he's not, he's not going to make, you know, Nick Young and Darrell's right. He's not going to make them appreciably better if he can't make that read. And the, the other thing, it's, it's, it's definitely second on the list. I'd like to see him play in the pick and roll more. Um, he did virtually none of that in Los Angeles. Part of that system, um, when they did run pick and roll, and they, they very rarely did, they ran it with Pau Gasol. Um, they don't have much in the way of outside shooters. Um, they just didn't have a system. Obviously, their point guard play wasn't all that great. Um, they just didn't have a system for pick and roll, but he almost never ran it. And if he can get that with Drew, that would be a big win. Yeah, a big win on two levels. One, because it's two guys that it's Andrew Bynum getting the chance to be that guy, and it'll be Drew Holiday's opportunity to really be the point, really be the point guard of this team, yeah. not just in the the starting lineup. You yeah, know, I mean, call him the point guard. He'll get to be the point guard. If you've got Bynum diving to the hoop, and then you've got you know, Darrell Wright and Jason Richardson and Nick Young standing on the perimeter, um, that, that's just going to open up a lot of passing lanes. Um, you can read Derek's stuff all over the place, SB Nation, Philly, and LibertyBallers.com, and DraftExpress.com, and uh, follow him on Twitter at Derek Bodner. Uh, Derek's a smart guy, um, and, and, a kind, like and, and a gentleman as well. <laughs> wasn't calling in for a plug, but I appreciate it. Dude, you can't call without getting a plug. I say you get the plug. My show. Thanks, brother. Yep. Um, you know what? There's a the thing about well, you know, it's all sports. When you get into the people that really, really, that really, really love the game, that actually follow it, it's a beautiful thing. That actually cover it as well. It's a beautiful thing. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four is the Xfinity voice line pound ninety four ninety four on your AT and T cell. Um, it's amazing to be talking Sixers in August. Um, Philly's playing as well, and for some reason, it's more enjoyable now than it was a couple of months ago. Why do you think that is? We will take a look at that next. I'm Spike Eskin, 94 WIP Sports Time. It is 11.36. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's nearly upon us. The blood. The... Associate specializes in all aspects of orthopedic care with four locations to serve you. PrincetonOrthopedic.com. For up to the minute sports information, 24 hours a day, go to CBSPhilly.com. You want sports? Got sports. This is the new Sports Radio 94 WIP. Coming up at midnight, a high-profile Sixers blogger apologizes to the Sixers front office for ripping them for a full year. That'll that'll be interesting coming up at midnight. We'll have my buddy Mike Levin on from LibertyBallers.com. I'm Spike Eskin. Xfinity Voice Line is uh, 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T cell. Um, Ryan Petsar from uh, the new – how old is, is ComplexPhilly.com now? A few weeks? It was a complex, yeah, it's about two weeks old. It's, uh, you know, my kind of independent doing my own thing. Uh, too hot for TV. 
or, or, or Philly, you know, Philly.com, whatever. Uh, so, you know, just sort of doing my own thing and, and uh, seeing where it takes me. It's good, man. I enjoy it uh, because, you know, if you're, if you're a Philly sports fan and on the Internet, you know there's a trillion blogs. But um, so each one gets about gets a post and a half worth of my attention to grab me. Um, but uh, complexphilly.com is the, uh, is the site. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to go into it, but there is a... There is a post on that site. Just look for the one about Hugh Douglas. That's that's all I'm telling. We'll talk about it another night. But just look for that. If you want to laugh tonight, just go to complexphilly.com and just remember the words Turbo Bird. Um, Hashtag Turbo Bird. Yeah. Um, now, Ryan used to write for uh, the Fightins back in the day. Ryan's a big Phillies guy. And we were talking earlier about what the Phillies games now. I can't explain why. But it is so much more enjoyable to me to watch Phillies games now than it was in May or June. Yeah, and I, and I can tell you exactly, May or June, but also, uh, to me, more enjoyable than 2011, 2010, because you don't, you don't have to sit on the edge of your seat anymore and, and wring in your hands about every little, every little out or every little at bat. And, and uh, you know, it, it, for some reason in Philadelphia, we started thinking about baseball like it was a, like it was football season where you had 16 games and every game mattered and 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 any loss whether it was in May or June or July or August it felt like that was that was you know mission critical and that was going to be the end of the season and all of a sudden hey, the pressure's off and if uh you know if John Mayberry if you know hurls a ball to the third baseman for no reason whatsoever eh, no big deal we can all laugh about it now yeah, you know what? I I almost said it's funny. I was talking about the Bynum thing today, and it made me remember um, Hunter Pence and just kind of the way we treat new players and the way we treat sports. It's like we are we started dating a girl that's too hot for us, and we are just going overboard on every date, and it just gets exhausting. We got we got high on our own supply. Yeah, we enjoyed it way too much. You know, and we we all got wrapped up in it, and, and we needed to to come back down to earth, and it's a good thing. It's, it's maybe there's going to be a little bit of a a culling of the herd. You know, maybe there won't be quite as many people coming out to the ball games. Uh, ticket prices are going to go down, so you can afford that fifth beer instead of just settling for four now. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of positives to this. Yeah, I think, you know what? The crowd might not be the, the crowd is getting a little like mid twenties drunk. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to tailgate at every single game. <laughs> you know, I, I get the so you know I I don't want this to last more than a few months. I want them to be good again next year. But I'm cool with you know hanging out and that not mattering if they lose. You know, going to the game. And hanging out and hoping Don Brown gets two hits. I'm good with that. Uh, I think you know we all forgot within the span of five years what it's like to be a Phillies fan, and and for those of us that maybe came in late or those of us that forgot, you know, we're just going to get a little bit of a refresher and be humbled and remember, you know, that it's the losingest team in the history of professional sports, <laughs> and, and and that you know we should be lucky, and this is the exception to the rule, not not the other way around. So, oh, you know, let's just sit back and enjoy it and, and maybe take our time and relax and, and uh, you know, focus on the important things in life like, uh, you know, booing the crap out of opposing players for absolutely no reason <laughs> and, uh, and uh, uh, all that fun stuff that, that Philly fandom really is all about. Yeah, I agree. We were getting a little too close to being Red Sox fans for my liking. So I, I think we were there. No, we were there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
and and uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm happy that we're we're maybe moving away from that because because we were in full on Red Sox Nation mode. Ugh, nothing worse. Yeah, no, there is something worse, and it's and as Yankees fans, I, I'll tell you, I would, t- I Yankee, I think Red Sox fans are worse than Yankees fans. I mean, this is a whole night we could do on this, but I think Red Sox fans are worse. They're more smug about it or something. I don't know what it is, but they're, I think they're worse. I don't know. He's got 27 <laughs> rings, man. 27 yeah. rings. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you can check out Ryan's site. It's uh, complexphilly.com. And you can follow. I, I don't even know how to spell it. Uh, P-E, uh, on Twitter, P-E-T-Z-R-A-W-R. Yeah. Um, so follow him on Twitter. Read his. And read the Hugh Douglas thing. That's what you should do. Turbo Bird. <laughs> Turbo Bird. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Ryan's funny. That site's funny. com. Gab. Uh, what's up, Gab? Uh, hi, Spike. It's Gabriel. How oh, Gabriel. It just says G-A-B. So yeah, you can, call, you can call me Gabe. That's fine. Oh, Gabe, Gabe, Gabe. Gab yeah. is a girl's name. Gabe is a boy's name. So what's up, man? Uh, not too much, man. I uh, I wanted to touch on the uh, 76ers, too. Um, I'm so psyched about the trade. Um, Andrew Bynum, you know, you know especially, but... Uh, I'm I'm really psyched to get Jason Richardson. I don't think it's a, you know he's by any means a, a throw-in player. You know I know he's getting a little older, but um, I'm psyched that we have somebody who can pull up from 15 and nail it. He's a great three-point shooter. He's a scorer, you know, and that's what we need from the outside. What I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think for the price, you know, he'll average about six million a year for these three years. If he goes back to being, okay. we don't need to be, and and that's not a bad price, I don't think. I, I like, I don't, especially if, and he had a terrible year last year. But it was one of those things where, you know, when you had that short off season, either guys came in in great shape because they had time to relax their bodies and just work out, or they came in terrible shape. And Jason Richardson was fat last year, and he didn't come into camp in shape. And there's no when you when you're playing five games a week, there's no time to work out and get in shape, you know. So those guys had bad years, guys. And he had a career low, but he still shot 37% from three. Um, and from what I from when I heard him talking today, and like I mentioned, there was it was off to the side, and you know you could really watch him. He said that you know this gives him a renewed sense of kind of purpose and a uh you know, maybe, you know, that situation in Orlando was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. Everybody was just waiting it, for the bomb to drop, you know? It so, was. It was. You're right. So I, I didn't realize he was so out of shape last year. Yeah, he was He was really out of shape. And, it, it, again, 31 is not the end of the line for a, a, a basketball player that stays in shape. So, if, if you know, I think he could be a real positive. I think he could either be uh, just lightning off the bench or I think he could start, you know, depending on what kind of shape he's in and what the rest of the lineup looks like but for a throw-in you know normally to to think that it could have been hey do turkaloo and we actually got jason richardson is an enormous 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 win um hey do turkaloo is a bad deal jason richardson isn't so right i I mean i agree i'm so happy you feel that way because i uh again i you know i did see he averaged like 11 points or something and 
you know, I, I, I didn't even realize though that you know the one year he averaged twenty three points a game for the Warriors. You know, yeah, he's and a he really was a scorer. Yeah, his career seventeen and a half points a game. I mean, he's a legitimate two guard, and he's one of those guys that like you know we in the NBA now everybody you know you don't know what, we don't know what position Drew plays, we don't know what position Evan plays, we don't right. But but, uh, but Jason Richardson is a two guard. That's what he is. He's a two guard. So, um, so you had Phils or no? Yeah, I, real quick, I just wanted to get your opinion on this. Um, I'm I'm really sort of high on uh, Juan Pierre here, and everybody's talking about you know he's probably done with us, but not as a bench player. And but really, I mean, if you look at the stats, he's almost having a year similar to Michael Bourne. Um, yeah, am, nah. I, am I wrong? No. Yeah, I think the di- I think here's here's the thing with Juan Pierre. Just count our lucky. Every once in a while, you spend a million on, on a player, two million on a player, and it comes through. And um, maybe you take three of those shots, maybe two on bullpen guys, one on a bench guy, and it works. One of them works out. Juan Pierre was the one that works out. Um, I okay. you know I don't know. I I'd love low cost options for the outfield, but they. They'll get Don Brown will be one of those spots, and I feel like either um, either the corner outfield position or center field they need a legitimate player, um, which leads one more spot. But I I don't know if if P, I don't know if I want to bet on Juan Pierre doing that two years in a row. You know that's so. But uh, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Thank Gabe. you so much. Thanks, man. Yeah, I would. You know, Juan Pierre had a nice year, but twice in a row, I don't know. Uh, a Sixers writer apologizes. Adam Aaron and the Sixers front office next. 888-729-9494 is the Xfinity voice line. Pound 9494 on the AT&T cell phone. I'm Spike Eskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is 1154.